0: to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Menomini. Mini. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Today is part of the Use Your Cycle series on nutrition. First, I'm gonna start with a quick 60 second case study before we dive in. I just got an email from a client on the User Cycle Method and she has just started and she has only gotten through the basics that we are going to cover today. And report in, hot flashes are under control. She is sleeping amazingly and is waking up almost without an alarm and on good water days she no longer has cravings so make sure you stay tuned tune in to the food 101 the food basics that she's just started implementing and after only 4 weeks is already getting some great results all right so nutrition a couple of weeks ago we talked about how to schedule your workouts to use your hormones instead of fighting them Today, we're going to talk about food and how to schedule those throughout, those? We're gonna schedule food throughout your cycle so that it works best. But first, we need to get the basics under control. So, perimenopause and menopause, food 101, the basics. Turns out, we become increasingly insulin resistant as we get older. And the more insulin we have in the system, the more we store. So I like to focus on additions. So I'm going to give you three main additions to your nutrition in order to start improving your perimenopause and menopause experience. Number one is protein. A minimum of 100 grams daily if you're perimenopausal and 125 grams minimum if you are postmenopausal. This is backed by science, ladies. This is a minimum amount of protein daily. Or if you are more muscular, one gram of protein per pound of lean mass, whichever is more, okay? So minimums 100, 125 grams, okay? what does protein do for the body? It helps increase the energy. It helps your brain function and concentration. It helps you to sleep better. It helps you with weight loss. It helps you with muscle maintenance and gains. Because if you are not actively gaining muscle, you are actively losing muscle. So by making sure that you get enough protein every single day, that's going to help maintain the muscle mass that you already have. And protein should be the first bite at every meal. This helps to stunt the insulin response if you were to have you know, a bite of donut first. okay? Now, the reason I start with protein is because it is a huge, huge dial mover, ladies. And often when I'm sitting across the desk from someone in the gym, a lady that's gone through menopause, and we start talking about her food, I find quite frequently that women tell me or they they believe they are getting 100 grams of protein a day, but when we talk through what they ate yesterday or the day before, we usually discover they're eating closer to 50 or 60 grams of protein. So we really need to increase that first and foremost. Second, food basic, fiber, veggies, especially cruciferous vegetables at every single meal how much a day eight to ten cups of vegetables every day or a pound like seriously that eight to ten cups sounds like so much but if you go get out a pound bag of frozen vegetables it's not nearly as much as you think well maybe it is at first but that's your daily goal why because it keeps you regular so excess toxins and estrogen don't recycle through your body cruciferous to support your liver so As we get into perimenopause and menopause, more estrogen is dumping into your system. And while estrogen can be a good thing, too much of a good thing, hot flashes, night sweats, brain fog, right? So we want to make sure we only use that estrogen once. So we want to get it pushed through. Why cruciferous? Because your liver is having to deal with all of the toxins and all of the extra estrogens going through your system. Your liver, yes, is a detoxifying organ, but let's support it, not keep it all backed up with a backlog of work to do because all we're eating is is donuts and we put bad shampoo with lots of sodium lauryl sulfate, right? So support your liver with the cruciferous vegetables. That's kale, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, um, Brussels sprouts, right? Find a way that you like them and get them in. Just by doing steps one and two, eating your protein and getting your fiber, you will significantly reduce your cravings. Number three, water, keep the toxins flowing out. Right, Mayo Clinic minimum sixty-four ounces a day. I would encourage you one ounce per pound of body weight. Right. So for a lot of us, that's closer to a hundred gallons. A hundred gallons. Oh my gosh, a hundred ounces. A day right we other things to know you know water when am I gonna drink all this water it makes me pee all day I I like my coffee whatever things to keep in mind we are more sensitive to caffeine than we think and it promotes cortisol which means fat storage we are also more sensitive to alcohol than we think. Often the carbs of the alcohol are what's waking us up at 1 a.m. And finally, you're dehydrated. We often misinterpret the thirst signals as hunger. So when you're feeling hungry but you've just eaten, drink a big glass of water and pause. If you're still hungry, then go back to the protein first, okay? Only after you have these basics in place does it make any sense to go further all of my Use Your Cycle Method clients start with the basics. Let's face it, if you're only getting 60 grams of protein a day, and I like I told you, I see this a lot, you're going to get far more benefit from the additional 40 to 65 grams of protein than worrying about chicken or beef. So get this in check first. And let's talk about using your cycle, right? Let's say Like my client that I talked about at the beginning, you've gone through the basics, you've got that 100 grams of protein under control, you are easily eating a pound of vegetables a day and you're drinking plenty of water. How then do we use our cycle? If you've been following the series, you know that every single week you are hormonally and biologically a different woman showing up, right? Now a reminder, hormones flow through the month They are not a sharp corner kind of thing so days here are approximate that i list and the more you know the more you can customize to you okay the idea of the use your cycle method is that the main hormones estrogen and progesterone are supported with different foods better your body requires different foods at different times and if you've got goals you'll get there quicker if you use the system your body already has in place rather than reinvent the wheel, think I'm full of it? Ever been on a diet and one week you drop three pounds and the next week you eat all the same things and you gain those three pounds plus back? That's your hormones reminding the you that biologically and hormonally you are a different person this week. Adjust accordingly. So here we go. Week one and two, Frisky Fiona, Shira, Sherry, they are in the estrogen phase. Remember at the beginning of week one, the estrogen is pretty low and starts ramping up toward the end, okay? So more important, to, I don't know, more important, just support it in general, right? Step number one, seed cycling. We want to help detoxify the extra estrogen. So we're going to use pumpkin and flax seeds to help because again, too much of a good thing. No good. With seed cycling, we're looking at raw unsalted seeds, one to two tablespoons total, right? Um, If you are allergic to pumpkin seeds, don't worry about it. Just focus on flax seeds. If you have diverticulitis, don't do this at all, right? Um, And we're talking... It's easy, right? You can just plop them on a salad, you can put them in a shake, or you can just have it by the handful, right? A tablespoon isn't that much. Just try to be consistent with the time of day, and that's that. It's simple and it's gentle, it's not Advil, okay? Also during the estrogen phase, the first half of the month, weeks one and two, your body runs a degree or two cooler than after ovulation. So we support the estrogen with cooling foods. This means not just cool temperature beverages like ice water, which is also good, but also Eastern philosophy cooler foods. Things like shellfish, pork, and duck, with dill or rosemary, mint or cardamom, right? Keep the heat down. Doesn't mean raw, doesn't mean chilled foods necessarily. Again, it's that Eastern philosophy. Other things to note, during the estrogen phase, your digestion is running on full tilt. Eat lots of raw fruits and vegetables for that fiber. Salads are great at this time. And finally, these two weeks, your body loves to run on carbs. It is fueled best by carbs, especially the high quality kind like sweet potatoes and quinoa. If you're looking to lose some weight, carb cycling really works well during the first couple weeks of the month contrast this now with the last two weeks of your cycle after ovulation weeks three and four laid-back Leona yoga Yavan, they show up so at this point at the beginning of week three estrogen starts to dramatically drop and progesterone is on the rise so we want to get that switch happening a little bit quicker a little bit more fully the seeds um, are sunflower and sesame and they promote progesterone production Same as the estrogen phase, raw, unsalted, one to two tablespoons a day on your salad, in your shake, by the handful. Check your teeth afterwards, right? Now, we know that ovulation, at ovulation, our body temperature, our basal temperature rises a degree or so. So we want to support that temperature change by switching to hot water or at the coolest room temperature water. Skip the ice this half of the month. The warming foods look like beef, shrimp, bacon, with garlic and pepper. Time to spice it up. You like Mexican food? Now is the time to really dig out those Mexican or Indian recipes, right? And digestion? It slows way down. You know, part of that hoping to be growing a baby thing, so we're putting all of our energy there. So cook your fruits and vegetables. I would trade out my salad for a big old stir fry or a big pan of soup, right? Vegetable based, yada, yada, yada. Also this half of the month, your body eh, doesn't really like to run on carbs quite so much. It actually prefers fat as its primary fuel source. So if you're looking to lose weight, these are the weeks to let your body use that stored fuel by incorporating a fasting day each week alert, 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 alert. This is not like a water only fast. It is a super modified fast for women because water fasting is equal to stress in the body, which means store it all, right? So make sure you get more details on that if you decide you're going to fast. One other really interesting thing to note during the progesterone phase your body needs an extra 200 to 500 calories daily. Remember, need more energy to grow baby. So this PMS cravings, is it actually cravings? Or is it just you need more food? We get to the end of week four, rinse and repeat. We're back to week one. If you are postmenopausal, mark your calendars for these shifts to happen every couple of weeks. It's that easy? I normally encourage people to not try to incorporate all of the things at once, and by all means, start with those basics. Where are you going to start with? Let me know in the Menopause Project Facebook group, or shoot me an email. The links are both in the show notes. Until next time. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals and hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the menopause project on Facebook until next time.